0: hello everybody it's been a while welcome back to one for one i'm your host nolan schumann joined as always and it's funny we haven't really talked that much this summer so this is gonna be a really nice uh this is gonna be a really nice reunion for us uh say hi to my co-host miles Fuchs. miles how are you
1: hello nolan i'm back
0: <laughs> i i i I was going to say this um I was going to say this to you cuz I was actually thinking about it the other day. I was like, yeah, I haven't really talked to Miles much like Miles as much this summer and I'm I'm really just doing it because I want to save I want to save our reunion until we record our first episode and then it's just nice to just like get started again.
1: Well, that's one thing that I like about how we went about this today was just kind of firing it up it's a sunday morning sunday morning rain is falling and uh i told nolan i was like we have to have this done by 11 because if i miss red red zone my mental health's going to be in like a bad state so it's nice that we get to do this on a little sunday catch up and we just kind of fired it off organically so i think the catch up here is going to be pretty pretty good lots to talk about i was busy this summer i don't know about you
0: Oh my god. It's it was it was never ending. We were gonna try and do some summer, like I wanted to try and do some summer content initially and then once I kind of realized that just how much the 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 rigors of summer kind of got ahead of me. I was like, I don't think like, you can say that. What? The rigor? <laughs> <laughs> Miles were not doing that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Um, but, um, uh, no, the, it, like, it was, it was just one of those things that once we, once we finally look at it and it's like, oh my God, I've got what, two weddings to go to. I've got this to go to, I've got that to go to. And, um, and then yesterday Taylor and I, uh, made a very large addition to our family, uh, by, uh, we, got, got, got a cat, got a cat yesterday, uh what's the what's
1: what the fuzzy little creature's name
0: uh its name is chia and uh she's five months and she's incredibly small so like
1: our cats kind of like people where like at five months like they eat solid food and like they talk (laughs) and like start crawling and stuff
0: uh she well she's actually shit her diaper a couple times and so i had to clean up that a little bit no um she's if incredibly shy and she eats like this like kitten food which is like just basically very small forms of regular cat food um and yeah she's just been sitting in her crate in the because like like basically what the humane society told us was like Um, make sure that you guys give her like the, it's the, like the three, three, three rule, which is like three days inside their own room to kind of like acclimate to their environment. And then after those three days are over, then they expect within three weeks, they'll be like a lot more comfortable to kind of explore the space a little bit. And then by three months, they'll be pretty much good to go. So, and then
1: by then she'll be like a toddler cat and she'll be able to like, she'll be like your lap and stuff.
0: Yeah. And then she'll be, and then, I mean, Give it another year and she'll be talking back to me and telling me that I'm not her father and that, you know.
1: <laughs> all all while you're saving up for a college education. Yeah. Crazy how they yeah. grow up, how quickly they grow up. Yeah. No, spray right, the, cats
0: are spray the WD forty on the joints right now. <laughs> cats are dope.
1: That's good. That's cool a little addition. Um, yeah, shout out to shout out to the fam growing there and Um, shouts out to you guys for adopting and not shopping. That's kind of always just a nice little feeling, right? You get to do something good for the community. Give a good little, good little feeling, a good little home.
0: Definitely getting woke points today.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Well,
0: the liberals are actually going to love this.
1: (laughs) 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 Um, speaking of the liberals, Nolan, my carbon footprint this summer was horrible. Liberals are going to hate that. I was all I was all about all all about, as you eastern easterners would say. I've never uh, said that. What?
0: I've never said that. I've never said about. About about. I've about? never said about.
1: Yeah, no. I mean I guess that's just whatever. Some people do, some don't. <laughs> um yeah, so I had a bit of I had a weird summer. I was in a walking boot for three months, tore the ligaments in my ankle, so that was like very not dope. And that it very much impacted my ability to do the thing that I love to do more than anything in the summer, which is golf and drink. So mm-hmm. I couldn't do that uh, until later on in the summer. But I got, got a few rounds squeezed in, uh, which was nice. Uh, I went to Germany. Oh, went across yeah. the pond. I forgot about that. um went to three weddings in a row one week after the other. So shout out to the happy couples, one of which was Flames Dill, friend of the show. Shout out to that guy.
0: Time not... I was trying to do like a little like devil horns and I went for a peace sign and then I just gave like the the shocker
1: <laughs> which are you know just <laughs> the three emotions that most men go through <laughs> the,
0: the devil horns the peace and the shocker
1: yeah I think that's just like you know that's that's, that's, that's the cortex modern, that's the modern man's father yeah. son holy spirit really yeah. so yeah wedding golfing working a lot um Deutschland and uh I feel like I'm forgetting stuff. I don't know, just chilling, being cool.
0: Being cool is like is some is some like really good shit.
1: And it's full-time work. People don't a lot of people don't understand. Just being cool a,
0: just just being a cool guy just being yeah, full-time work. Yeah. It's hard
1: cuz you got to make sure that your hat is perched properly backward on your head. You've got to make sure that your uh, that your Birkenstocks and white uh, socks are pulled up to the right height.
0: Oh, and... Miles, you said Birkenstocks and I I've do you want to hear my my saddest story of summer and then we'll get to it? <laughs>
1: yeah, because I got a pair of Birkenstocks for my birthday this summer.
0: Yeah. So that's, this that's is my great.
1: first pair of Birks. So I officially understand the hype around them and I, I have a feeling I know where this is going cuz you look yeah. remorseful.
0: <laughs> yeah, um I busted out the old Birkenstocks in like June, I think. Um it was either May or June, I can't really remember. Um uh, more than the gym and um, went to the gym to throw my shoes and put my Birkenstocks uh, on the shelf and take a wild guess what happened. Yeah, that's right. Somebody stole them. Yeah, hell yeah. Stole them with their cold, dirty hands. Um, so yeah, I, I was uh, I was Birkenstockless this summer. And um, what was fun is that we actually went to a wedding uh, just outside of cornwall ontario and it was uh it was supposed to be like an engagement party but then we get there and then in the middle of the engagement party they're like surprise it's actually our wedding day and i'm like oh this is really nice um and so uh i was like we basically got pictures so taylor and i were friends with both the bride and the groom so um we were kind of included even though they didn't really have like bridesmaids or like groomsmen or anything like that we were both kind of included with like the separate The sort of like the separate parties and my pictures was with friggin uh nike flip-flops while everyone else was wearing some nice perks oh so it's a really it's a really tough beat for me
1: that's uh that's like that's um you know that meme of like the road that goes two ways yeah it's like wearing slides to a wedding junior hockey player crack addict (laughs) (laughs) The two ways that that goes Yeah.
0: That's um, not your
1: fault. Like, some bozo stole your, <laughs> some bozo, some absolute wimpo stole your stuff. Like, that sucks. That's hard.
0: Yeah. It's not, true, not a good art. That's like true, sad art. True loser behavior. uh Speaking of loser behavior, uh I don't know where I'm going with this. Oh, Miles. Yeah. Do you want
1: to talk about loser behavior? Yeah, go and right a, into it. And it's a cultural problem, too. It's something that's going on in, in America that just not enough people are talking about. And that's why I really wanted to highlight this. And what that is, Nolan, is why throwing the first pitch at a baseball game means absolutely nothing. In this day and age, I remember being a kid. And do you remember like after the this is kind of morbid, but do you remember after the September 11th attacks when, oh, Jesus George, Christ. Bush, yeah. when George Bush stepped on the mound and united the nation by yeah. throwing straight gas across the plate? Mm-hmm. That meant something. That was a first pitch. But now and this is, I'll be honest, inspired by the love is blind reunion where I think it was like Zach Bliss, um, Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea
0: and uh, Kwame.
1: Kwame, yeah, they throw out first pitches at the Mariners game. Who gives a shit?
0: Yeah, it's tough.
1: That they're throwing out the first pitch. And that's four people. It's it's first pitch, not first pitches. Pick <laughs> one of them and have them deliver heat. Well, but it feels just... like
0: the story was around Chelsea more than anything, was around Chelsea throwing the first pitch. Cause it was like her her nervousness to throw a first pitch. Like that's, that's... so embarrassing. But that's what I'm saying, man.
1: Like throwing the first pitch used to mean something. There used to be some weight behind it. Now every Tom, Dick, and Harry, I shouldn't say that because like I haven't been asked. So it's not every Tom, Dick, and Harry that gets to throw a first pitch. But I like to think that if there was like a major league team where I live, I would have not been approached, but I'd know somebody who'd been approached and maybe weaseled my way onto the field and, and gotten a chuck one too. But I did the math. Big numbers guy. 60,000 people in the last 23 years have thrown a first pitch and that's assuming it's one person per game. So I just feel like the anomaly of the first pitch or like the sanctity of the first pitch is kind of gone now and I think that that's really what's like affecting America's game and stopping it from being America's game. It's really sad to see it deteriorate and become what it is. So thank God we have the ceremonial puck drop which is just a masterclass <laughs> in starting a game.
0: Um it's actually funny that you bring up that how basically everybody gets a first pitch because uh, there's a guy I follow on Instagram that is like really big on TikTok and it's that like you know that like fast food secrets guy the one that he's like um he'll see something you're getting him. ripped off is it that no guy? it'll be he'll be like the one that's like uh he's like as president of the fast food secrets club and then he's like get so close and then he like oh that guy like, yeah, yeah, yeah that guy yeah he threw out the first pitch at a white Sox game like the other day
1: <laughs> see that's what i'm talking about man yeah. especially with the rise of social media like it's yeah. like anybody gets a shot like except for us but like
0: one I'm... for one season 25 will be there
1: yeah chucking yeah. out the first pitch
0: yeah so
1: here's my, my... will get to me <laughs> Assuming you're still able-bodied, do you think you'd be able to deliver like
0: he, a respectable pitch? You think I? You, are you are you asking if I'd be able to deliver a sizzler onto the leather?
1: Yeah, do you got gas or not?
0: Nah? Uh, M- Miles, I hate to break it to you, but I've got major UCL pain after I hit the bench, <laughs> so probably not.
1: That's tough. Because I, I like, I don't think there's anything more embarrassing than going up there and hitting a whiff, like. <laughs>
0: Like 50 Cent that one time.
1: Yeah, or like, I can't remember who it was. They threw it directly into the dugout. Like, it wasn't even close.
0: (laughs) Picked off the kid in Section 102.
1: Yeah, see you later, Bozo. (laughs) RIP. But, yeah, I just, I think that, I think there needs to be a collective agreement as, you know, major league owners where they sit down and they're like, hey, we're going to make a schedule here of first pitchers. Mm -hmm. And they have to pass a rigorous test of,
0: skills and abilities i think that's fair i think it's totally I think that's fair. what we need yeah, yeah i think it's fair are we gonna do the same thing with the ceremonial puck drop well ceremonial
1: puck drop see that's like fucking, nice. it's, in, it's inclusive because anyone can drop a puck it's like fucking
0: adam from adam from billy's muffler and break is gonna make sure that he's got to have a have a nice clean puck drop so that both so, connor and so that both connor and Anze kopitar get it
1: well, that's, that's that's the thing about the ceremonial puck drop. I like how it's accessible, right? Like from a kid to an old person, they yeah. can drop a puck. You just got to hit flat. Yeah. My problem with the ceremonial puck drop is that the centers don't go up for it. You know what I mean? They're just like, oh, I'm going to let the home guy pull it back. No, do a stick lift, <laughs> sweep it back <laughs> to the D-man and get things going. Just start,
0: actually start the game there instead yeah. of like the regular ref puck drop
1: high stakes i want like it's got him it should mean something just, you know just,
0: they just have to skate over over the little rug that they left out on the ice for the person to walk on i think i'm
1: onto something i think that you want to talk about a memory Think about the offensive chances that would be created from the mayhem of getting the of getting the puck dropper off the ice,
0: or better yet, Prince Charles when he's doing the old puck drop, he actually fires on the blades, skates on out there, does a lap, does the ceremonial puck drop, gets a hip check from Darnell Nurse on the way, and he's good to go. And sings the anthem. And sings the anthem too. I would pay the price
1: of admission for that. Okay,
0: uh, NHL contact us. I think we're onto something here. Oh, as always, yeah, for sure. One for um, one
1: season four, straight
0: gas. We're, we're back. back. We're back department. I'd like to make a claim. Um, Miles, should we? Uh, should we? Um, maybe mention the elephant in the room. Uh, about maybe a certain logo that might be on the one for one logo right now. Oh, yeah. oh, well. A hi, nice, everybody. Nice little treat. We just wanted to. Uh, Uh, say thank you to our uh, new sponsor as we one for one is now officially a part of the hockey podcast network um, which has multiple many shows and we are very excited to be on board with them Um, yeah it's just going to be much more exciting and uh, I think we we have a we have a really 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 bright future ahead here and i think i think we've got uh, i think we've got a really exciting season ahead i just said exciting twice in a row and i'm i'm sorry but it's like it's like 11 here
1: hockey podcast network get this guy a thesaurus yeah that's, that can be your gift to us is getting us yeah thank you so
0: i don't say absolutely a hundred times
1: oh no if there's one thing that's absolutely gonna happen it's <laughs> a lot of absolutes
0: <laughs> should we just name this episode absolutely
1: absolutely <laughs> and you know what no one great segue segue uh might as well give the folks at home the agenda and tell them what we're going to be doing this episode because we that sounds good we got a fun one here um we're gonna do just the just the classic one for one formula where we start off with some Euler shit do a little bit of nhl discussion and then We'll move into the meat and potatoes, the 2023-2024 Metropolitan Division Preview. We're going to be looking at a few different things, um, how the teams did last year, who's in, who's out, X-Factors, breakout players, bold predictions, and finish things off with uh, our idea of what the division's going to look like. And maybe there's going to be some silliness in there. Maybe there's going to be some banter. Maybe there's going to be some tangents. It's simply too soon to tell
0: it truly is. So, we will uh should we just should, should we should we just get to the initial task ahead and let's talk about um okay, so we're just going to mention this right off the hop. We will get into everything Oilers, we're going to get into the players, we're going to get into the management, we're going to get into everybody that has all joined the Oilers on the last episode of the previous because it's going to be a very 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 large chunk of the episode and we are going to try and ease our way back into this. So that's why we're doing our Metropolitan Preview right now. But that but doesn't mean that we don't mention a little bit of news.
1: The Oilers still, they have to wait their turn. Yes, got to wait exactly. their
0: turn. It's not their division. It's not... It's not your turn. We save the best for last, okay? Um, But a little bit of news in the last little bit, which is, uh, first and foremost, the Oilers signed forward Adam Ernie to a PTO, a former second-round pick of the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2013, just finished his fourth season in Detroit. Um, Of course. So, I mean... Ken Holland going back to the well, uh, where he had eight goals, eighteen points in sixty-one games. Also, including a stint in the A, where he had five assists in nine games. Uh, the twenty-eight-year-old is six foot one, two hundred and fourteen pounds. He can chip a little. He can chip in a little bit offensively. Um, not totally great underlying numbers, but. But, but but he throws 13.29 hits per 60. Oh, yeah, baby. Bobby Stauffer loves that one, uh, which would rank around 30th for all forwards at five five on five with a minimum of 500 minutes played. So he's kind of similar to Clean Costin in that way. Um, shout out. Sh- sh- shout out our old friend. We'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, and by a little bit later, I mean like four weeks from now. Um, but it, it's it's fine. Take a swing on him. Whatever, it's, I I don't care. It's a PTO. Um. However, joining Ernie, uh, on a PTO are Brandon Sutter and, oh my God, our old pal Sam Gagne, uh, a pair of 34-year-olds whom were drafted five picks apart in 2007. Um, both right-handed centers, and Gags is coming off of a. Tough, tough, tough! Fourteen point season in uh, forty eight games with the Winnipeg Jets, and well with Sutter. Um, he hasn't played since twenty 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 one uh, due to COVID complications. So uh, the big difference between them is uh, is really the playing style. Sutter is a big six foot three bottom six defensive first center, while our old pal Sam is uh, a five eleven bottom six scorer. But the difference is that he actually played. Um, I I'm not. I understand. I I actually, I I don't mind giving a chance to Sutter because it's just one of those things that just makes you look better amongst all the players. It's like, we're taking a chance on a guy that hasn't played in a while. And it just, it probably just looks really good to guys that are playing in the league. Like, Hey, Edmonton took a shot on me. It seems like they're a player's first organization. Um, And who knows if he comes in and he's rejuvenated and he's like a really useful player, then that's cool. Um, I'm not banking on anything. I do not expect him to make the team. And with Gagne, I, I, I love the story. I hope he gets signed. Um, I'm also not expecting really anything. He's 34 years old, and he's a he's an offensive player that's a little small. Um, so depends on how you want to fit him in your bottom six. But at the end of the day, skill skill never hurt anybody. Uh, what do you think about these two moves? Or, well, three, um, I guess.
1: Three, I guess. Yeah. So, the first thing that sticks out to me with Ernie is he seems like he's a little bit more offensively um, astute version of like Josh Archibald. Yeah. Yeah. I with, would
0: some, say that. With,
1: with some physicality, brings a little good. He's, you know, a pinball goes into the corner, can contribute a little bit more. So, that's nice to see. I mean, that's a, a recipe that's worked for the Oilers in the past, but you're just adding somebody in that's a little bit more skilled, a uh, little bit more of a uh, option at that point. So I like that. It's cool. It's a nice idea. And yeah, I mean for a PTO, I don't think Sutter or Gagne are bad whatsoever. Just throw them in, bring some experience to camp. And like you said with Sutter, he's a big guy, uh, hasn't played for a little while, could end up being something if he gets out there and he's got some legs and he's able to contribute. So doesn't hurt anybody. They're, you know, guys that have roots in Alberta, roots in Edmonton or Edmonton area. Let it ride. There's no, there's no problem. Bring some skill, bring some competition to camp, see what happens. And I think Gagne too, if they can keep, like if they keep him and he's a healthy, most nights gets thrown in there every now and again. And is just like a practice guy, somebody to kind of keep their heads straight for some of those younger guys, teach them how to be a pro. Nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it would just be, oh man, could you imagine, could you imagine a cup celebration and Sam Gagne gets to lift the cup in the orange and blue.
1: That would be something that Disney can't even write.
0: It truly, truly un un, unbelievable behavior by the hockey gods. Um, Speaking of the hockey gods and truly unbelievable unbelievable behavior, behavior. (laughs) Uh, the rookie tournament is going on in uh, Penticton right now. Um, and uh, I'm sorry, but it is truly sicko behavior if you're watching it like I did last night. And, um, Miles, you have something to share as well, right?
1: Yeah, we were talking about this when you were doing, thing, getting things underway for this episode. And I-, I watched a period and a little over a period last night. <laughs> sicko behavior.
0: Um... I I I didn't pay attention to it a whole lot. I was kind of just like doing stuff around the house and uh kind of looking after the cat as well. And um so I I didn't I didn't pay too close attention to it, but from what I could see on like Twitter and stuff, a lot of people really like Bo Aiki, uh the second round pick of the Oilers from the twenty twenty three NHL entry draft. We will once again talk about him in a couple of weeks. Um and also Matt Petrov. I saw a really uh I saw a really good sequence from Carter Savoy as well. Um Kids flying around and that and he's got an absolute rocket of a shot. So I'm kind of interested to see what a lot of these young guys are going to do. I'm, I'm really hoping this is the year that Bako kind of leans into the leans into the youth. So um, could be pretty exciting. I think uh, I, th- I think I think the Oilers have really high hopes on Petrov and Savoy uh, particularly. So I'm excited to see. Uh, did, did, was there anybody that stood out to you from these rookie tournament games?
1: Yeah, Petrov for sure. Petrov. Every time every time I was watching and somebody was doing something with the puck, I was like, wow, who is that? Oh, it's Petrov. Like yeah. it happened two or three times and I just kind of started to make the connection that if there was ever offense coming or, or moves being made, that it was Petrov doing it. Um, Savoy, for the limited amount of game that I watched, could not hit the net. Yeah. To save his life. And one thing that was concerning for me was the lack of... Um, not effort, but like where I the whole time I was watching, I was like, where's Burgo?
0: Yeah, I, I was, was kind of forgotten. Yeah, I didn't see that. I like, I didn't see him a whole lot, but from what I had heard, apparently in the first game, he was incredible. Like he was insanely good in the first game. So it could just be one of those things where it's like, it's a fucking rookie tournament. This is like my third one that I've done. And I'm just kind of like, <laughs> I'm just kind of done. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'd rather play in the big league with the boys.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, oh, I'm going to go have. I'm not. I'm not having a poutine. I'm having a later on. <laughs>
1: Xavier Laflemme. he's like <laughs> full on the goon movie.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, anyways,
1: rookie camps not meaning anything. Yeah, Fantillion Bedard had hat tricks.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look really good. They look really good. Um.
1: Playing against playing against plumbers.
0: <laughs> Not even plumbers, like 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 apprenticeship plumbers. <laughs>
1: first year first year apprentices. Guys that are so far away from their, their red ha- seal. They're just trying to get their hours so they can go back to school. Figure it out. But yeah, yeah I I'm gonna go back to
0: Sask Polytech after this.
1: Hattie's a Hattie though. I mean Bedard's goals, like did you watch any of them?
0: Oh yeah. His shot is insane.
1: His shot's insane, but like I don't know. It just feels like I, I'm I want oh. oh, to see him playing against NHL talent. That's what I need to see. No, no, no. Don't give, me, uh, don't give me that. Don't give me that. I gotta see him playing against NHL players before I'm in on Bedard. Did you I'm see still his goal? Ah uh, no, I didn't actually. Oh,
0: Fantilly's goal where he like split the defense wide open. Oh my god, he's nuts too, and he's like yeah. quick. He's a like, crazy nice. He's a crazy good skater.
1: Yeah, he he's he is nice with it, as the kids say.
0: And he's tall. He's a tall, strapping young man.
1: He's played two years of college hockey too.
0: Uh no, I think last year was his first.
1: Last year was his first. Either way, I yeah. I'm I'm a fan of the college competition. And you're
0: a you're a Fantilli. I am a Whoa. Fantilly.
1: Oh. <laughs> Um. yeah big CBJ guy because nothing wrong is going on there so I'm putting all my stocks oh my god
0: you are absolutely crushing the segues right here miles
1: (laughs) is this time to talk about some
0: NHL shit I think so
1: well if you've been living under a rock and you haven't heard the Mike Babcock story Mr. Mike Bigcock has been the coach of the Blue Jackets for approximately 15 minutes and is already up to his old tricks allegedly Making guys airplay their photos on a TV screen in his office during one-on-one meetings. Blue Jackets and Boone Jenner, Captain BJ, and uh Mr. Babcock came out with a statement that's like, Oh, it's not anything bad. It's just asking to see pictures of our families. He wants to see pics of our families to see what kind of people we are. There's nothing going on here. Just come on, don't stop looking at us. Everybody go cool about your day. This is this is the highlight of Adam Fantilli being a demon at rookie scrimmages. Look, isn't it cool? We have cans that go off when we score goals at home and the other team said it's so distracting. Remember when we signed the five foot four guy who eight popped and made the cannon go boom fifteen times a season? That's crazy.
0: Uh, I bet you guys already forgot about Babcock being a sicko go Columbus.
1: But no, people people aren't buying it. Um they they tried their best to issue a little PR statement and, and make everybody um Think that it's uh, that it's all good in Columbus land, but talks are coming out that Babcock might be getting fired. That they're investigating it, and and things are going a little bit further. So it is going to be interesting to see how this unfolds. Nolan, before we get your opinion on that, I just yeah. want to mention one of my favorite things on the internet this week was Darren Drager <laughs> dunking on Nasher, like hockey content boy Nasher um, tweets. I might not, I might not be reporting on it. I may be reporting on it, but. Um, yeah, Babcock might be getting fired. And then Nasher's like, I don't think anybody cares. I want to see. Or he didn't say that. He's like, I, I want this is how, this is what I want to see. Blah, blah, blah. And you need to take a stance. Is he getting fired or not? Where Per Darren comes off the fucking ropes and goes, <laughs> Quote, your tweet is meaningless. I doubt many people care what you want. Let's see how it plays out. End quote. Insane reply. Like Sickle behavior to say that 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 might be tweet of the year
0: daddy darren daddy, daddy darren darren. just had to come give him a little spanking he, he um, reminded
1: him who the who the big dogs is he's like hey don't get ahead of yourself Nasher. Sure.
0: so it's funny this whole thing um you're
1: 35 in roller skates
0: oh my god you remember those videos of, of him like of his like highlight pack that he would post of him like ripping around it <laughs>
1: A Roller <laughs> Dude, I hate that guy so much.
0: Do I, just, I hate him? It's like be- ridiculous.
1: Do I hate him because he's genuinely annoying or do I hate him because he's more successful than me?
0: That's probably... Who knows? Called, call him A, call him B. Yeah. Uh, the thing that was like... The storyline that, that comes out of this is so funny is like so you didn't mention it, but the the whole reason why this whole thing got started is because Paul Bissonette told a story on Spit and Chicklets and it started this whole culture war between like two sides on Twitter is like, Oh, we need to we need to remember who the source is on this whole thing and it's like, Okay, so Yes, clearly Paul Bessonet, who has the the f- most famous hockey podcast in the entire world, needs to create a story so that he generates more clicks for his podcast. That's the biggest in the world because it's clearly struggling, right? Um, yeah, and also a guy that's plugged in with like every hockey player out there. Um, no, it's 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 funny. My opinion on it is like. I wouldn't have hired Mike Babcock because I don't think you learn your lesson in that short of time. Um, but my biggest thing that I want to that I want to keep in mind with this whole thing is like so almost every hockey player out there right now is all vehemently against Mike Babcock and is like, this guy should never be coaching in the league again. Like this guy's a piece of shit. Like it's, it's, it's everywhere. You know, everybody keeps talking about this whole thing. And all I ask, all I ask everybody is that people continue to have the same energy when it's coaches like Joel Quenville or coaches like Bill Peters, when it doesn't affect the player themselves. I really hope they keep up the same energy. Because something tells me it might not, but I just, I really hope that everybody keeps this in mind when it comes to like giving Joel Quenville another chance. Um, because it's it's quite frustrating when I see a lot of like older hockey guys being like, oh, Mike Babcock's a piece of shit because he, cause he invaded these guys' privacy. But then it's like, on, and then on, on the other side of their mouth is like, oh, Joel Quenville should get another chance. Cancel culture can't work like this. It's like, well, he also helped cover up something pretty terrible so um let's all just keep up the same energy okay um but yeah no i it it does not surprise me with mike babcock it's it it was more the the whole the like the culture war behind it was rather funny and um yeah it's just it's great off-season content we love to see it
1: um evander kane jake bertanen oh yeah yeah <laughs> i was just gonna like we can, if we are gonna say that i we, was i was vehement i was
0: hard no, against I, jake for and if i still we're gonna say
1: that we yeah. have to because we're getting new listeners that we yeah. have have totally. stated our opinion on that uh so we're not being hypocrites yeah just ignoring the oilers side and of if you too,
0: and if so. you follow and once again duncan keith i was in the same boat with duncan keith as well i was not happy with 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 the way that he uh with the way that he acted with this whole thing, the whole like, oh, I didn't know anything. Yeah, that's complete bullshit. Um, but no, I I I totally see that. And everybody, remember, when uh when you're following the one for one Twitter account uh this year, remember what happens every time Evander Kane scores. <laughs> remember. Remember. Uh oh, and it's time for an ad read. And one for one could not be more happy to welcome on DraftKings Sportsbook as a partner of the show as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Because we're back with another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw down five on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action so download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on the DraftKings sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York call 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in Connecticut Help Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after assurance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Okay, you ready? Yeah,
1: because after a long offseason and summer of stunting your brain cells growth in a backyard on a golf course or in a boat this summer, your favorite bad boys of Oilers podcasting are here to catch you up on all things hockey. Oh, this offseason was so long and so many players moved around. How, how am I going to keep track of it all? Well, we got your back, Jack. This episode is for you. Now, here's how it's going to go down, folks. We are going to start at the bottom of the division based on last year's standing and work our way up. That is called reverse order. We'll tell you their record last year. We'll tell you their record last year, (laughs) um, how they did in the playoffs, who's in, who's out, who we think the X factor for the team is going to be, who our breakout player for the team is going to be, and we're going to finish things off with a bold prediction. Some are serious. Some are less than serious. And once we make it through all the teams, we will reveal division order predictions and probably argue about that for a while. Does that sound good? Everybody, yes, please. Everybody, everybody through their car speakers at the same time.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sound good. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Really look forward to it. So.
0: So. Go one mm-hmm. Would
1: you like to? Would you like to start?
0: Uh, sure. I will take over and I will talk about the Carolina Hurricanes.
1: No, uh, no, you weren't listening. We start at the bottom.
0: Oh fuck! So I'm reverse sorry, order. Jesus Christ. I was listening, but I'm sorry. I. it's i'm I'm, i told you i'm spraying a little wd-40 in the joints right now we're a little rusty but you know what it'll be okay should should i use wd-40 or clr
1: um no free ads um billy mays here (laughs) whatever household cleaning product you have at your at your
0: disposal thank you um number eight last place in the division the columbus blue jackets
1: It's a big, big Blue Jackets episode.
0: Yeah, this is. A, we should just. We should just change this to uh, the. Uh, I don't know for those about to rock podcast. Colum fire. For, Colum for one. Yeah, Colum, Colum. for one. It sounds like a cursed, cursed <laughs> nutty professor movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Columbus Blue Jackets, with a twenty five forty eight nine record for fifty nine points. Um, this team had a pretty massive off season, um, bringing in, um, uh, <laughs> you don't like that. Uh, Ivan Provorov, Damon Severson and Adam Fantilli really to be the, those are, those are the big three. Um, those are the LeBron James, Chris Bosh and, uh, uh, Dwayne Wade of the, of the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm just kidding. Um, and really losing, they didn't really lose anyone of importance. Um, I mean, this team has been among the bottom of the barrel for the last little bit. They have arguably, arguably the best prospect pool in the NHL. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I don't think it's a hot take to say that. And really they just need to be pushing the right direction. And on paper, the bullshit aside, um, their head coach that they brought in Mike Babcock, I actually think would have been a really good if, if he wasn't, doing his shit would have been a really good choice to actually get this team going forward, like to get them on the right path. It's kind of similar to what he did with Toronto, where there's a ton of young talent on this team. Um, From what I can see on the roster here, you've got an 18 year old, you've got a 20 year old, you got a 21 year old, 23 year old, actually you got a few 23 year olds, a lot of really young guys, and they just need to take that next step. And having a veteran head coach come in and kind of push them to that next level is, um, is, is 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 going to be paramount um i mean you've got a lot of younger guys like you've got uh you've got jake bean adam bokevist fantilli foodie um ken johnson's a big one uh andrew peak these cole are Sillinger. all guys yeah There's cole Sillinger. these are all guys, guys that are just team. that are just waiting to break out um now one thing that we did want to tell you is that we're what we're gonna uh, that we're, what we're gonna include with this is um we mentioned X factors for the season, as well as breakout players and a bold prediction. We have of them like, like miles had already mentioned. Um, and so the X factor for this team, realistically, really more than anything. And I actually agree with miles is Mike Babcock. Um, and I, I probably would have picked something else before uh, September 13th or whenever the hell this whole news came out, but that's really it is, what does Mike Babcock do with this team? Does he take them to the next level or do they completely fall apart before they can even think about getting to that next level? Um, Yeah, I, I just, I, I don't, but, if they don't have Mike Babcock, who's coming in, who's coming in to take care of this team? Because I think you're already starting off on a really, really, really poor foot. Um, do you have a, do you have anything else to say about, about the Babcock hiring or anything like that?
1: Well, just Columbus in general, like we're talking about this youth youth movement, but we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the hand they were dealt last season, which was horrific from an in- uh, injury perspective. Sure. Like Zach Wierenski got hurt immediately in the season. Uh, Patrick Laine, he suffered injuries throughout the season missed a lot of time. Um, This team is a lot but Jake Bean missed a good portion of the season as well, and he was a defenseman that, like, was primed to play some big minutes for them. So you look at the additions that they've made, getting Provorov and Severson, adding two experienced NHL defensemen onto a blue line that has a lot of young guys that are, like, Stanisav, uh, Svozel from the Pats organization. Yeah. organization. Uh, he's going to be looking to make a move to the NHL or at least to the AHL this year either way. Um, but Columbus is kind of nasty. And I think if they figure it out, play a better defense because Merza Lincolns was terrible last year. Like yeah. very bad. Um, who's that Russian guy? Kirill March- Marchenko. Marchenko. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they've got like, cause we forget about last year with Johnny Gaudreau and Patrick Liney resignings. signings um, They've got good players on this roster And if they're able to put it together with this youth movement and, you know, have Babcock coach them well, they could be sneaky good. I said that last year, too, that they were my uh, like sleeper of a team. But if they're able to avoid the distractions and get a little bit better goaltending or just like stud defensive play and stay healthy, I think Columbus could actually be pretty good.
0: They have one of the low key, most loaded decors in the entire NHL because they added an entire like second pairing this summer Mm -hmm. and they already have guys like Jake Bean. Now I don't watch Columbus on a regular basis. I think you have to be a true sicko that watches rookie tournament stuff to, to, to really watch Columbus blue jacket hockey on a regular basis. Um, Like, I don't know where the, where the jackets are are, are at, are at on Jake bean. Um, But um, you've got, uh, Nick Blankenberg, you've got like Eric Branson's on this team, and he's got like a four-year deal, so you have to play him in some way. Like you can't just you like you can't just scratch him. You've got David Juracek, their sixth overall pick from a year ago, um, and that's a really good player. Like I mentioned, Andrew Peak, Damon Severson. Um, they have um, oh my god, I'm blanking on the uh, on, on the young prospect that they drafted like a couple of years ago, or I think like last year or the year before. Um, that's another defenseman like they are they are de- oh uh Corson Kulemans and Denton um uh, uh Denton Matechuk is the guy i'm thinking of so there's a lot of guys in this team and um Igor Igor Chinnikov is he going to take a next step as well so there's a lot of a lot of players in this team that you could expect might take that might take that big leap forward um but with with my ex or sorry with my breakout player i'm actually and i this is kind of cheating because he's a rookie defenseman but i'm going to go with david yercheck i just think that he's going to be awesome i think that he's he had a he had a crazy good year in the AHL last year and i think if he's primed for like pretty sheltered minutes but maybe gets some power play opportunity um that could be a guy that maybe maybe hits like 30 points this season and Seems like an actual building block for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, who do you have?
1: Um, Mike Babcock
0: as the breakout player. Yep. Oh, okay.
1: Yep. See how he does. Because okay. if he if he's if he's something, if he can do something with this team, I think they'll be pretty good. That's my um, way of saying I do not have a breakout player. Nolan, please refer to the notes.
0: <laughs> you don't. You, you don't believe anyone from this team is going to break out. Nope. They're all just going to be the same player.
1: No, they're all, everybody's going to take a step, you know, they're going to sing Kumbaya and we're going to see what happens. No, they're a major question mark of a team. So we'll see. We'll see. There's lots of, lots of potential. Um, I think they're a team that you could look at similar like New Jersey from, you know, two, three years ago, three, four years ago, Mm -hmm. where you were like, oh man, they're going to be nasty. Oh man, they're going to be nasty. And you're just waiting for that year where they are actually nasty and put it together. But uh, big, big question marks in the crease for them, too. I, I personally, I don't think Merz Lincolns is him. So they're going to need to do something in that or hopefully have a prospect emerge. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah,
0: their uh, they're, um their goaltending is incredibly suspect. Um, and my bold prediction for this team is I think Jarmo Kekalainen is done by the end of the season as is the... That their GM.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's been there a little while and hasn't gotten the results. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough because if he does go, he's not gonna get to see his master plan come to fruition, which is kind of kind of a, a tough beat for him. But might be setting them up for success in the future with with a new guy to make some tweaks. So,
0: well, I think I think if the Mike Babcock situation turns out the way that Darren Dreger might be saying it might, um, yeah, I think both L. I think both Babcock and Keck line will be gone.
1: That'd be a fun job to have. Like that would be like to to inherit that. like, Like you're, you're playing NHL GM literally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you, you get to, you get to have so much fun with all these young prospects. Like if you realistically wanted to, if you see something, if you see something out of this team and you're like, Oh, we're, we're one major piece away. Well, you can make a huge swing for a superstar that you can trade for that has term on their contract. And you
1: have Johnny Gaudreau and Patrick Liney. Like you have a couple of pieces on the top line that can do something. So it's cool. It's cool. It's all, it's all cool in Columbus.
0: Miles, do you want to take the next team?
1: Let's take it to Broad Street, Nolan, the Philadelphia Flyers, 31, 38, 13 last season for seventh in the division and good for 75 points. Um, This feels like um, a, Hard way to say that these guys are in because none of these teams really are all that inspiring. Sean Walker, Garnet Hathaway, Ryan Poling, Mark Stahl, Matvey Mitchkov. That's cool. Victor Mete, Cal Peterson, all in for your Philadelphia Flyers. Out previously mentioned: Provorov, Kevin Hayes, James Van Riemsdyk, Brendan Lemieux, and Justin Braun. Uh the yeah, big moves this here in Philadelphia. Sucks. They're gonna be they're gonna be a tough beat um friend of the show ramus winston if you're listening plug your ears fast forward just get through this as much as you can but you're kind of a kind of a weird guy too you 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 might like the sadistic nature of this so stick around and, and, and listen to it if you're a flyers fan um you just look at that in versus out and it's not like this is you know like when you're doing like a fantasy draft and people are like wow your team would have been nasty in 2017 meaning yeah. you drafted all old guys um you're out could if you lost these guys in like 2015 you'd be like it's a, it's a cup winning team like how can you lose those guys it's crazy but in the year of our lord 2023 uh losing those guys is is not really that bad so um yeah mitchkov he's listed as in here because he's a draft pick but probably won't be coming to north america for another two three years Uh and philly's just licking their chops waiting for this kid because he's gonna be incredible and the fact that he fell to them in the draft is is pretty sweet uh if you're a flyers fan um my x factor for this team nolan is the draft lottery balls which Mm -hmm. is my way of saying i think that they're going to be in uh top pick contention when all is said and done so yeah they might get a chance to be uh to have a celebrini
0: um like, a, like a celebration that's uh, plenty, like a right? celebration but it's a celebration yeah. oh oh interesting okay i'm coining like that. that i'm yeah, coining I, that i like that um my x factor um uh, <laughs> w- w- what what happens with carter Hart?
1: yeah <laughs> yeah that's a big that's a big one
0: <laughs> um yeah it's um the Hockey Canada stuff has still not come out yet, but that's going to be a really big storyline is what the hell happens with Carter Hart. And is he potentially not a Philadelphia flyer this season? It's more than possible. Um, And that's going to affect just how much or just like, just how bad this team is. And this team will be bad. I'm, talent i they will probably be one of those teams similar to the Anaheim ducks last year where they have like oh like a fun little start and everybody's all excited and hey maybe this team can be kind of chippy but like you kind of dig underneath the surface and you go oh oh god oh go oh god this is not very good um yeah i i i do i do not believe in this team and i do not think that they're going to be very good however miles um I do have a breakout player. Um, Do you have a breakout player for the Philadelphia Flyers?
1: I do. I have defenseman Cam York. I think he is going to have not good numbers, but I think you're going to be really happy with how this guy plays. Um, He's played good for them in the past um, in sheltered minutes, not sheltered minutes, but, you know, third pairing minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, I really think that he's got some good DNA to him and with a bigger role this year um because that's the good thing about being bad you're gonna get a lot of ice time and you're gonna make a lot of mistakes and you're gonna learn a lot too so i think that he's gonna get he's got the blueprint to be a very good defenseman uh and with some more minutes some more seasoning there uh, at the pro level playing against some good good competition in the eastern conference uh that he'll take a couple of steps and and you're gonna look at this guy by the end of the year and even going into next year and being like damn philly's got a good defenseman sitting there
0: I really like Noah Cates. Um, he's yeah. A, he, yeah, he's a yeah. younger guy, twenty four years old, had uh, thirty eight points in eighty two games last year, and you just uh you just hope that with and he also changed his number two this off season. So you you know me, I I always he was something number gross change. he was like forty three or something yeah, like was something it was something, it was something yeah. nasty. But now he's a now he's a nice twenty seven. Uh, yeah. He's got got a real uh, uh, Oilers era Milan Lucic look to him. So that twenty seven club, yeah um and so i just i think that with a little bit more ice time and now that the flyers have shipped out a couple of veterans i i think that that he's primed for an opportunity especially if they eventually decide to move a guy like Tra- uh a guy like travis Konechny.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah when we were in philly last year we got to watch a couple of games and i know kates i was a few times saw him flying up and down the ice mm-hmm. he looked good um yeah, we'll see. I, I like it. Get a couple of good picks there. A few few bright spots in Philly, but overall I think it's gonna be a pretty dark year. Um bold prediction for the Philadelphia Flyers from Maya Nolan that they are relegated to the American Hockey League for four, <laughs> for poor performance. Sad face emoji.
0: Um I think my I think my bold prediction for this team is that they finish last in the league and that John Tortorella is fired and they are able to bring in like the the cream of the crop head coach that's on the market next summer,
1: like Nick Sirianni.
0: No, like not not like Nick Sirianni <laughs> because he is the coach of the Birds. Go Birds! Um, Go
1: birds. Hey, at least Philly's got one thing to cheer about, right?
0: Oh yeah, because you know uh, you know those yeah. you know those
1: sports fans in Philly. They yeah. don't uh...
0: not like uh, not like narrowly losing to the Patriots and the Vikings in the first two weeks. That's that's yeah. great. Do know? Yeah, I'm fucking oh, damn it. That's another nightmare ahead of me. Um. finishing sixth in the division last year, the Washington Capitals with a 35, 37 and 10 record for 80 points. Uh, They were uh, poor as, as, as the kids would say. Um, But they brought in Max Pacioretty from Carolina um, coming off of a pretty major injury. Uh, Joel Edmondson, also a guy that came off a major injury, but they traded for him uh, from Montreal. Uh, Ryan Leonard, they drafted eighth overall, Uh, probably not going to make the team, uh, but, it's an, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice building block. I think everyone was kind of expecting them to get Matt Mitchkov, but uh Philly came in and just cuck them before they could eventually have that happen. Uh Spencer Carberry uh uh coming in behind the bench and bringing with him from the Calgary organization or, or sorry, um bringing with him from the um uh from the AHL is <coughs> Jesus. Matthew Phillips. Um because didn't um didn't Washington hire the coach of the flames farm team like Carberry no Carberry was the assistant in Toronto yeah I was gonna say but they hired I think they hired the guy that was the head coach of the Wranglers the Wranglers as the American League coach um in Hershey uh and that would be no it's Todd Nelson what the hell where where do I remember oh no sorry I think he's actually a assistant coach the because I remember uh talking about this with uh with our old pal Flames fan Kyle because he was kind of bummed about that. Um, anyways, I think that this team is old obviously and is going through a major transitional period. Um, and I think that this is going to be once again um, amongst one of the worst teams in the league this year. Um, You've got Alex Ovechkin chasing that goal record. You've got guys like Evgeny Kuznetsov. Guys like Nicholas Backstrom. Backstrom just looked so old last season, and you just you just hope that maybe they have a little bit left in them so that they can that they can go out on a high note. But you're also banking for guys like Dylan Strom, um, guys like uh, Sonny Milano, and actually. My pick for, uh, or well, I guess you probably mentioned the X factor, which is, and you mentioned it, Hershey Bears making big steps in the pros. My would actually just be Alex Ovechkin breaking the goal scoring record. How does he do it? Um. anyways are you
1: asking that as a rhetorical question, or are you, yeah, dramatic effect? Yeah, I'm, I think. I'm how does he do for, it? He scores yeah. goals. Yeah, 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 puck in the net. Like. Yeah,
0: no, I, w- I was more so like. You know, is he able to do it at the age of, what, 37 or however old he is now? I think he's 37. That's fucking crazy. Um, I, I also forgot to mention going out with Garden Hathaway, uh, Lars Eller, Marcus Johansson, and Orlov. Actually, all four of those guys went at the trade deadline. Uh, and also losing Connor Brown in the off offseason. Uh, we'll, we'll get to him. We will get to him. But, Miles, um, for a breakout player, who do you have on this team?
1: So I'm actually going to run it back for you on a, on a little bit for you here. So yeah. I listed Hershey bears making a big step in the pros as my yeah. X factor for this Washington capitals team, uh, yeah. just, which is a simple way of putting they need to have young guys step up. Um, like is uh McMichael finally going to make a step yeah. and become a mainstay in the NHL. That's what they're hoping for. Um Alexiev, to that defenseman, uh, Matthew Phillips, another centerman. They need these guys to be good or else they're going to need like Strom and Milano to play out of their fucking mind if they're going to have any hope at being anything this year. Mm -hmm. Oh, and they have to uh, hold off on Tom Wilson or not Tom Wilson. he just got a big deal. They've got a whole hope that uh, Backstrom comes back healthy. He doesn't re-injure anything. TJ Oshie is going to has missed time too in the past couple of years. He's got got a bad back. Hopefully he's able to stay healthy. Um, They've got a lot of wondering and hoping so I, I i just more so worried about the capitals overall uh breakout player i think it's gonna be sunny milano guy that didn't really get much of a chance in anaheim or didn't really have much of a role in anaheim he's going to be forced to play with some better guys in washington maybe mix into their middle nine or middle six or top nine whatever you want to call it um and i don't i just have a feeling that this guy's gonna plot some goals i think he's a good hockey player and in the right opportunity new area new guys around him maybe he'll be something
0: yeah, th- th- 33 points in 64 games with the Capitals last season it was... Um... Pretty good, and I think I I, th- I think you are right. Like I, I think he has I think he has another step to go. Um, this could be a guy that's like a perennial 50, 60 point player. Like he's he's really good. Uh, so I really like that pick. My my pick is actually Matthew Phillips. Um, reason being is he's, he was one of those uh, Group Six UFAs where he's like twenty five years old. Um, but he was able to go sign with just about anybody. He left the Calgary organization because uh, Daryl Sutter didn't give him much of a chance, which that was a whole storyline that we didn't even cover. Was the whole Daryl Sutter. Was the whole Daryl Sutter thing uh, in in the? offseason. The the Flames will get their time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But this is a guy that consistently puts up numbers at the AHL level. Now, as we know with guys like Tyler Benson, you can put up numbers in the AHL, but may not necessarily translate that to the NHL. But I have a feeling that uh, Spencer Carberry is going to is, is, is going to actually use this guy and, and, and put him in a maybe in an advantageous role. So I'm, I'm actually quite excited to see what he can do. Uh, Miles, what is your bold prediction for the Washington Capitals this season?
1: Last year when we did bold predictions, I think I played it pretty safe. And I was like, oh,
0: um, this team will be very similar to last year. And uh, I think... The,
1: or, or I took a big swing and missed. So this year I've decided to make it a little bit different. I've tried to make my bold predictions either funny or like worst-case scenario, like, blow the house up. So, bold prediction for the Washington Capitals. Blow the house up. I think it's going to be a tough year for them. They're going to see some guys hurt. They're going to see some young guys not make the steps that they think they will. Um, going to be a lot of head uh, in hand from Spencer Carberry. Bold prediction. They miss the playoffs. Ovi gets pissed off, calls it a career.
0: Oh, that is spicy. So, you're saying that Ovi's going to walk away from the goal-scoring record?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be that bad of a year. Oh sorry Tanner for mushaw <laughs> I, I don't feel I don't sorry, feel good Nick. saying I don't feel good saying it but uh that's my my opinion and sound off send the DM say you're an idiot if you don't know what you're talking about for XYZ um I would like a full paragraph or or full paper even dissertation if you want to call it that but I'm a, I'm a I'm a caps hater this year I'm I'm a I, I fade the caps.
0: I think for my bold prediction, John Carlson gets traded. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's if that got... happens,
1: blow that up. Like they're done. Oh,
0: yeah. I, well, I don't know about that one. I mean, like they're like, they, I don't know if you'd, if you, I think you'd hold on to Ovi and Backstrom because they've got their deals and they're just going to just kind of chug along and do their thing. But, um, I think you can probably still get something pretty decent for John Carlson. I know that uh Capitals fans are kind of divided on John Carlson for some reason. Like they, they I I know I know a couple of them that just absolutely despise this man. Um, on, on
1: the record, aren't you a Carlson hater?
0: No. No, nope. I don't I don't I don't mind him.
1: I don't remember no. who I was talking to. Some one of the guys we talked to a lot about hockey was like a major Carlson hater. For some reason, I thought it was you.
0: I know that there's a lot of that. There's a lot of talk about how he plays terribly in his own end, which is fair. But I think he's got because he was uh, he resigned after the end of the 18 season, so he's gonna have I think two years left after this one. So if you retain on that deal, I think you can actually get something pretty decent. Like he's he's 33. Um, he'll be 34 in the middle of next season, but veteran defenseman that can produce offensively. I think that there's 1000% a team that would that, that would absolutely trade for him. So, I think that's uh I think that's a guy that's uh, probably going to move at the deadline. Nice. Anyways, um coming up next, uh you have a team that I I'm kind of actually really excited to talk about.
1: No, yeah, this definitely be a fun, fun one to talk about here because we're going to Pittsburgh, baby. The Pittsburgh Penguins, they were fifth in the division last year. Uh, good for a 40-31-11 record, 91 points in. Big one to talk about here, Kyle Dubas and his many moves. He brought in Alex Dadulkovich. He brought in Noah Chari, Akari. He brought in Eric Carlson from San Jose, uh, Matt Nieto, Ryan Graves, Lars Eller, Riley Smith, Stanley Cup champion Riley Smith, out Brian Dumoulin, Jeff Petrie and Jan Ruta, Um, which yeah, interesting moves made in, in Pittsburgh. You got to go back up to the top here with Kyle Dubas with everything that ended in Toronto last year at the end of the playoffs. He ended up being let go, and there was the whole "Will he? Won't he? Where is he staying? Is he going to be involved in another NHL team?" Uh, no, I love Toronto. I want to stay here. I want to raise my kids here. Toronto is awesome. Uh, and then, like a week later, he's he's the boy in Pittsburgh. So interesting. But as soon as you saw Kyle Dubas going to a new team, you kind of knew in the back of your mind that he was going to uh, get his get his hands in the clay. Uh, as it were, and and mold this roster into what he wanted it to be, and make some moves to it, and he sure did that. Uh, I mean, you look at the guys that he brought in. I Eric Carlson, obviously the big name prize here, uh, but not to be understated. Riley Smith, big addition to this team. Matt Nieto, he's got some bottom six skill. Ryan Graves is another one too. Uh, interesting little team that they got uh, that they got shaping up here in Pittsburgh. Braden Jager went uh, mm-hmm. in the first round to them too. Is a nice little draft pick out of Moose Jaw, guy with a lot of offensive ability. So. uh, yeah, Pittsburgh making some moves. Uh, Nolan, mm-hmm. I have my X factor here as father time. Mm-hmm. That being that a majority of this core is in their mid-30s, similar to what we were just saying about Washington. Uh, you've got to hope that guys like Crosby and Malkin and Tang and Lars Eller and, 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 and all have some gas left in the tank to to make a little bit of a run here combined with the youth, youth movement, combined with the skill that they have, and and uh, hope that Pittsburgh's able to put something together We're here to be a competitive team once again in a very competitive division. Uh, I'll list my breakout player, and then I'll let you give your two cents. Riley Smith, uh, not really much of a breakout player because he's been very skilled with the Vegas Golden Knights for a number of years, but I feel like that Sidney Crosby effect, if they end up playing on a line together, is going to hit different for him to the point where he's going to be in that Getzel rust um, Kunitz level of like, skill sort of like points. 70 points kind of guy. Yeah, exactly. Like you're finally, you're going to see Riley Smith, you know, being higher up in, in a number of totals just because of that Crosby effect, mm-hmm. because I've liked him for a while. I think he's a good player and can't understate how playing with Sid and, uh, Sid and Malkin can, can bolster you up, bolster you up here.
0: Um. Yeah. My, My ex-factor for this team is Tristan Jari. So, Tristan Jari, for those who don't know, signed, I believe, a seven times seven this offseason.
1: Holy shit.
0: Which um, is. They paid him
1: seven million bucks a year.
0: Yep. Uh, Sorry. Oh, no. Five years. Or, sorry. Oh, it wasn't even seven. Oh, shit. Okay. I actually fucked that up. I thought it was a seven by seven. Uh, No, it was actually a pretty decent deal. Uh, Five years, $26.9 million extension. So, like, 5.25 or something like that. Because seven yeah seven. Sorry, I that's
1: fucked like that up. yeah yeah the, like six is kind of like the premier season yeah. money for a goal in the nhl if he was making seven like holy yeah. shit pittsburgh you got you got bamboozled you got yeah. woodwinked
0: but but yeah sorry sorry about that um i for some reason i thought it was seven. Oh my god okay anyways so five year 26.9 million dollar extension i don't mind that, um, especially because Tristan Jari has overall been a pretty decent goaltender. And if you look at his last few years, um 18, 19, 8 887 save percentage, 1920, 921 save percentage, 2021, 909, 21, 22, 919, 22, 23, 909. Is this the year that he returns to a nine twenty or nine eighteen? Does he return to above average? So um, I think Tristan Jari's good. I think uh, he definitely has some injury troubles. Uh, definitely not a guy that maybe you can necessarily count on in the playoffs. But he is a quality goaltender, and I think that he's going to be the X factor behind the season. Because at the end of the day, like they will either sink or swim with this goaltending tandem. And I do. Who's even their backup right now? Because it's Alex Nedeljkovic. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, you got to hope that Alex Nadel, like Alex Nadelkovich turns back into Carolina Hurricanes Carolina, Nadelkovic. Yeah. But again, I, I don't, I don't know. So you sink or swim with your goaltending. And I think they're really going to have to lean on Tristan Jari this season. Um I just think this team's really talented, though, man. Like, I think they are they got a lot of really good players. And one guy that you actually didn't mention that they brought on that I think is going to be a really sneaky good player, because I've always been a really big fan of this player, is Vinny Henestrosa. And I actually have him as my breakout candidate. I think he's really crafty offensively, and I think with the natural amount of injuries that this team is going to have, because they're going to get injured a lot. This is the Pittsburgh Penguins we're talking about. You move this guy up and down the lineup and I think that there's gonna be something there like I really think that this guy could be in line for anywhere from forty five to fifty points this or this season and his career high is uh thirty nine that he had with the coyotes so is six more points really that much out of the realm for him i i I really like this player i th- I, th- I think he's really good and uh I only hope for good things for him because he's pretty sick. Five five nine forward, crafty offensively. We love to see it. Yeah, um,
1: shout out, to, shout out to the short kings. Shout uh, out to the short kings with with yeah. nice sticks. Yeah, the boys, magic, the boys. Um, so, what's your
0: bold prediction for this team?
1: Uh, I know, as as we've been talking about this team, we've been painting a lot of pictures of like doom and gloom, and oh, you're going to be old and hurt and bad and shitty. And well, the one. My bold prediction for the Pittsburgh Penguins is a total one eighty of that. Um, I think they're gonna be playoff sweethearts. I think they might even win around. I think they're gonna put it together. They're gonna have a pretty good team. Uh and you know, you you ask like where you you mentioned when you're talking about these older guys, like, oh, are they gonna be able to do it again for one more year? I think this is the one more year. I think this is Pittsburgh's last kick at the can, and they might uh might might be surprising.
0: I've got them so Sidney Crosby is currently at fifteen hundred and two points right now in his career. I think Sidney Crosby hits sixteen hundred this season, and I think this team is a top three seed in the division. Nice. So we're I, we're I really we're, like high on, we're high on the Pens. Yeah, we are. Yep. Um, I wasn't huge on them last year. I think I was still because I I think when we did our preview last season, I had the Capitals out and I had the Penguins in, and I had said that the last thing I want to do is bet against Sidney Crosby and. Which I really smart. don't. I really don't want to bet against Sidney Crosby this season. So nope. I, I really do believe this team. They're they're old. I get it, but it's Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. Like they're 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 still, still going to be good.
1: They're going to be the touch of gray commercial where they're like old enough yeah. to know what we're doing, still young enough to do it.
0: Yeah. Um. So you remember how I brought up the whole? Um, remember how I brought up the whole thought that Tristan Jari got seven times seven, and yeah. it was because I was thinking about this next team, which. Uh. Holy in... shit! Um, the yeah, new this York is a Island, fun one. This the is New a York, Island, fun one. the New York Islanders, the New York Islanders. Um, this team spent a lot of money this summer, <laughs> and the worst part is, is that they didn't even bring anyone new in. <laughs> <laughs> they brought in, they brought in Julian Gauthier, and Woo! I think that's about it. <laughs> What is wrong with you, Lou?
1: Um, no, this is this is baby lamb now. What's that? There, it's uh, it's Lou's son, I think, is running the team now.
0: I think it's still Lou, man.
1: But uh, the reason I say that is I saw him give an interview, um, or they like asked the team for comment, and it was like Daniel Lamorello or something <laughs> like that,
0: Curtis Lamorello. Is that his name? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just coming up with names. Johnny Lamorello.
1: It's definitely Donny. Donny Lamorello. Donny Lamarello <laughs>
0: Um, goddamn it! I feel so. I mean, I want to say I feel bad for Ilya Sorokin, but then I realize I remember that he got like sixty-five million dollars this offseason, so I don't feel that sorry for him. Um, but this team spent a lot of money this summer, and they did that by handing out uh eight-year deals to. Bo Horvat, which I believe happened in the middle of last season. Um, Matthew Barzell got like a seven-year deal last season as well. Um, Adam Pellick has a very long deal that just kicks in. Is it just, just this year that it kicks in? I think it might. Oh, no, it's it still goes on for a while. They re-signed Scott Mayfield to $3.5 million for seven years. <laughs> what the hell? It's, they signed
1: it- it's Chris Lamorello, by the way.
0: Oh, Chris Lamorello? Chris Lamorello. Chris Lamorello, boys. Um, they got uh, Ilya Sorokin signed to 8.2 times 8, which is crazy, but I think he's worth it. He's probably, he's arguably, the best goaltender in the NHL. If you... Top three, top three, top three. Yeah, around there. Um, and they also gave Pierre Engvall uh, seven years times $3 million.
1: Which is nuts. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, and Pierre Engvall is 27 years old. Um, Scott Mayfield is the more fucked up one because he's 30 and they gave him seven years. Um, <sighs> I mean, that is this is, like contracts like these are the ones that he was handing it to guys like Ilya Kovalchuk and the reason why the lockout happened. This is all your fault, Lou. Um
1: can you add a uh, can you add the sound effect of like a, a, a like a big ship like and then and then me going anchor anchor because these <laughs> contracts are bad.
0: I'll do what I can. Um, but this yeah, like I like I mentioned before, this team did not add anything. Um, They are not very good. Um, they lost Josh Bailey, Zach Parise this offseason. Uh Josh Bailey to a buyout, which is, is always great. Uh Parker Witherspoon, I don't really know much about Parker Witherspoon. Is he a defenseman? I think
1: I, I just I found it on NHL.com.
0: Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um yeah, um Miles, who's your X Factor for the Islanders?
1: Um, my X factor for the Islanders is Sorokin. Can he will a win in enough games with a mid ass team around him to get into the playoffs? Um, with young emerging teams in the East nipping at their heels, that is the make or break for this team. Is how good Sorokin is. Like if he drags their corpse along with them, and they get a little bit of secondary scoring, maybe they'll have something. But uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm bullish on the on the Islanders.
0: Sorry, I just keep on looking at their at their their cap right now. This is ridiculous. <laughs> They've got. They've got Casasizicas for four more seasons,
1: and isn't he already like a million?
0: He's thirty-two million. Or he's thirty-two years old, and he makes two and a half million dollars a year. Like Kyle Palmieri <sighs> is two more years at five million dollars. Jean Gabriel Pajot, five million dollars for three more seasons. Holy shit! Anders Lee, who I like, but and is the captain, I get it. Seven more, seven million dollars for three more seasons.
1: Dude, he's not a $7 million player.
0: No. And they they obviously signed him because they didn't want to lose him after the whole Tavares situation, which is fine, whatever. But good gracious.
1: I feel so bad for Matt Barzell. Oh,
0: my God. I forgot they signed Semyon Varlamov to four more years. Yeah. Build the team from the crease out, Chris. Build the team from the crease out, Chris. He's 35 years old. Oh,
1: Talk about the most expensive insurance policy you could have Dude, possibly made.
0: 2.75 million dollars for four more seasons. You can't buy him out. He's at age 35 plus. So if he retires, his cap hit is still on the books. Tough. Like that's brutal. That yeah. is a brutal contract.
1: Terrible, terrible asset management from, from Chris and Lou, the ta- the, <laughs> the tandem. Um,
0: My X factor for this team is really just Matthew Barzell. Um, I know that you mentioned you feel bad for Matthew Barzell. I do too, but also in a way I'm like, can you break out already, please? Like, can can you get back to that eighty five point Matthew Barzell that we saw earlier? Or Rookie year Matt Barzell. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, is he ever gonna hit he's never hit seventy points since then?
1: Nope.
0: So that's not very good. Um I wanna see it and I wanna see if this guy can actually if he is the real star that everybody thinks that he is. So mm-hmm. what do you got for us, Matt? Um uh, I, I went what oh no go ahead
1: i i went a different direction with my breakout player i tried to pick like a young guy that i'm big on and i picked oliver wallstrom um just hoping he's got he got drafted 11th overall a few years ago he's young still i think he got brought back by them this off season two or something like that struggled with some injuries he hasn't really found consistent place His consistent place in the nhl um lot of offensive skill a lot of offensive creativity um maybe he's got something there and if there's anybody on this team if this team needs anything they need offensive skill and they need creativity so if anybody can can step into that role seamlessly uh on that roster already i think it's wallstrom so
0: i just picked him do you know um uh do you know what uh oliver wallstrom is very well known for
1: he's the shootout kid yeah he was like yeah. nine
0: for like the like the baby bruins or something like that yeah, yeah he's
1: the one that was picking the puck up and doing all this crazy shit in the shootout at the bruins game and he was on like yeah. oprah and stuff yeah and he's everyone's cool.
0: like everyone's like yeah you're gonna be the next Wayne gretzky yeah not quite um
1: <laughs> hey 11th overall he's, he's oh he's got, really good he got the pedigree yeah. yeah not yeah. Wayne gretzky but he's got the pedigree yeah.
0: yeah don't get me wrong um my uh my breakout player is actually uh simon holmstrom uh a guy that kind of plays bottom six, middle six, sort of, sort of time. But with the um, with the departure of Zach Parise and Josh Bailey, I think this is a guy that's prime for maybe a little bit of a bigger role in this team. He's 22 years old. Yeah, he ju- like he just turned 22, and under a Lou Lamorello regime, that's basically 19 years old. So I think this is somebody that's going to come in and actually fight for some playing time he had nine points in 50 games last year so he does have a role on this team i think it's maybe something that's just a little bit more expanded and i mean if you look at previous seasons with bridgeport 43 points in 68 games that was in 21 22 when he was like 20 years old so i don't know this could be not a bad player so i'm I'm excited to see what he does
1: asterix worth mentioning before we move on uh yeah. hasn't said if he's coming back or not yet so he may end up, because I feel like we're going to release this episode. Then the next day, it's going to be like, Prezay science for one more year with the Islanders. And I we're going to be like, for fuck's sake. I think, do you he think he he's going to retire. Yeah. We'll I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm playing defense, and I want to be prepared in case this comes out and then we look like idiots.
0: Didn't he have a good season last year? I can't remember if he did or not. Um, I mean, it's, it is the Islanders. For, for some reason, I thought he, he scored like 15 goals or something like
1: that. He did. Yeah. He had, I remember we were doing like a,
0: and we were like, "What the hell?" Yeah, I
1: was like, "Who knew that?"
0: Here, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up very quickly. Um,
1: is my, is the next one my team anyway?
0: Uh, no, you have to say your your uh, bold prediction first.
1: Oh, bold prediction! They missed the playoffs, and Bo Horvat becomes ultra irrelevant. We never hear his <laughs> name again. Um, because I'm not salty, and I'm not a petty bitch.
0: Yeah, Zach Parise had 21 goals last season. That's insane. That's pretty crazy for uh. uh mm-hmm. Our, our old pal Methuselah Zach Parise. <laughs> That's a He's, throwback. He is thirty nine years old. My bold prediction for this team is: I think they finally, finally, finally fall apart. Lou Lamorello retires, and this team becomes quite possibly the most undesirable location for a budding GM.
1: Yeah, that it's it's the implosions. It's implosion season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're done. Yeah, they're I,
1: done. that's basically that's what I I said too. Yeah, so I'm glad we're on the same page. You just put it more eloquently. Well, oh, thank you. Um, let's move up.
0: Uh, let's move up uptown. More money. God, more. my takes age so well on this team.
1: <laughs> more t- more money. More more money. More
0: problems. I'll take. I'll, I'll, take I'll take my victory lap here. The New York Rangers,
1: forty-seven points. Sorry, 47 wins, 22 points, 13 of the other things, 107 points. This is tough. This is tough. NYR Nick, defend yourself, please. In Blake Wheeler, in Jonathan Quick, in Eric Gustafson, in Nick Benino, in Tyler Pitlick, in Riley Nash, and in Peter Laviolette. Out, Gerard Gallant out, Vladimir Tarasenko, out, Patrick Kane, out, Tyler Mott, out, Ryan Carpenter, out, out, Yaroslav Malak. Was... So remember what I was saying before I was like this, like seeing these names, like, could you imagine these offensive moves like in and out if this was 2015?
0: It, dude, New York teams always do this. Uh,
1: it, they love it. Yeah. yeah, it's big. It's big names the on Knicks, Broadway.
0: It was the Knicks thing, too, when they signed D-Rose and uh, uh, Joakim Noah that one off season
1: joke keem noah yeah, yeah um i still don't think that the rangers are gonna be that like the rangers are still a good team let's not get it twisted they're not bad no i'm not saying that the rangers are still a good team and and statement
0: um okay
1: panarin zbinejad fox keandre miller shesterkin yeah. like they've they're not they're not a bad hockey team. They're making bad. They're a good hockey team that's making bad moves. Chris Jury should be ashamed of himself.
0: Chris Jury should be fucking fired. I the moment he handed out like what was it six years to Barkley Goodrow, that's mm. you know you're done. <laughs> I'm sorry,
1: Barkley Goodrow. Is... I remember, I wanted him to be an Oilers so bad. Oh, and then I know. I saw, and I, then I saw what he saw signed, like contract, for, and I was you're like, oh, like not boy, quite. Yeah, I don't want Barkley Goodrow anymore.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, <laughs> the Rangers are a flash team. They're like, they are very much, they are the team. And it's it's ironic that I'm saying this because the Rangers do the thing that I want the Oilers to do, which is take the big swing for a player because they get guys for little to nothing. They got Vladimir Tarasenko for little to nothing. They got uh, Patrick Kane for little to nothing. They were able to make these huge swings for good players that have pedigree to them. And we're also veterans that wanted to win a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. So they bring on Blake Wheeler for literally kibbles and bits, which is $800,000. Um, it's
1: still probably more than they should give him.
0: Yeah, probably. Because he's like, I Ranger fans, he had like 60 points last season or 50, 55, sorry. Um, but this is not a very good player. And if you get very angry at your players for not playing well on their own end, oh boy get ready for the or get ready for the Blake Wheeler experience. Not um, a good
1: player and not a good like locker room guy either from from reports out of Winnipeg is that he yeah, was pretty the, toxic to young guys.
0: Yeah, so that's that's going to be interesting that we could talk about when we uh, when we do the when we do the Winnipeg preview, but um I I the, the 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 Rangers have good players, um but I am really not into this team all that much. I just I have this theory that kind of goes along like your, um, your team will go as far as your number one center is. And so I look at like the, like the Vegas Golden Knights last year, obviously had one of the best in the NHL and Jack Eichel, um, which we've had our reservations about him, which is like, are you really a superstar? And yes, he's a superstar player. Like he's a, a star centerman. Um, I like Mika Zabanjeb, but 30 years old and signed until the end of 2030 is quite deeply concerning. Um Vincent Trochek signed until the end of the end of time. Um sure. Uh but I just I don't know what this team I just find them incredibly first, second roundy, um bordering on the tier of mid. So I, I don't know. They're they're good. I just I just don't really see it a whole lot with this team uh mm-hmm. miles who is your um who's your x factor in this team
1: i was lazy with this one I'll, I'll admit it like as soon as i say it, you're gonna be like oh you can probably predict what it's gonna be as, as i'm doing this uh as i'm doing this intro fans at home friends and fans at home but um it has to be said man uh alexis texas and capo Caco capo 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 i'd never say it right and i refuse to i won't do it Um, but yeah, dude, they, with the players that have gone out on their team and where this roster sits, like it's, uh, it's, 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 it's get out of town season. If these guys can't, uh, you know, hit the ceilings that were set out for them a few years ago, I don't know if they ever will. I don't think, I don't think New York expects them to, but if they do, that's your major X factor and, and pushes this team from, like you said, uh, bordering mid to, to bordering really good.
0: Yeah, as, so that that's the thing, right? Is like you have to look at it in the in the stance of like, do they do these young guys actually take the next? I've said this multiple times already. I'm sorry. Well, I'm gonna sound like a broken record for the next four. And here's, people, a so. here's, here's a, a guy. Here's a guy. Here's a guy that can take the next step. But like, you have to pray that Alexi Lafreniere and Capo caco finally do it, because by God Almighty seeing alexis lafreniere not turn into a star in his first 3 years is deeply 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 concerning um
1: dude go, do your, do yourself a do yourself a solid and go back and google like alexei lafreniere draft year like
0: player articles. comps and stuff yeah, yeah
1: he's people he's, were so high on him dude so i think high. that there's
0: like i've said this before but like there has to be a discussion about like the rangers and their player development like oh, a th- thousand that's, percent that's two players that were that were touted as like can't miss prospects. Well, and, and... who was the, who was the guy
1: out of Sweden who threw his medal into the crowd? Oh,
0: Elias Anderson. That yeah. was another guy. They were like, this guy is a feisty ass competitor. Like yeah. in, you know, say so what you want about the medal throwing thing, but like there was a lot of hype around that guy when he was drafted. They that's what like, I'm saying. Man, like really they good.
1: fumbled. The, we can think of three off the dome that yeah. have flopped in New York.
0: And I don't know how like I don't know how Braden Schneider I don't know what the early returns on Braden Schneider are I know that he has like a regular role in this team now, but like, is that a guy that you believe is going to be amongst one of your best defensemen? Uh, I mean, he was he had eighteen points in eighty one games, I hit plus minus, but he's a he was a plus nine last season, so he was he was pretty good, um, but like you want you expect a little bit more out of these guys right so um I don't know I you, like I said I I want to see Alexi Lafreniere break out because he's such a talent and I really hope that they have not stunted his development so because that would really suck if this turns into another Nail Yakupov situation mm-hmm. um my x-factor although I will say he's a much better player than Yakupov even was so I'm yep. just I'm just letting you know Ranger fans. Um my X factor for this team is the first year Peter Laviolette uh syndrome, which is if you go back to first year in Carolina kind of doesn't really count. Um but uh he took over midway through the season but his first full season with Carolina 0506 won the Stanley Cup. We're not going to talk about that. Um uh I forgot to mention too, he when he coached the Islanders 0102 uh made the playoffs his first season uh, Flyers 0910. that was the year they lost in the Stanley Cup Finals to the Blackhawks uh, 14-15 with the Predators uh, lost in the first round to the Chicago Blackhawks and then eventually went to the Stanley Cup Finals in sixteen first season in Washington made the playoffs as well um, but I think he was oh no that was the lockout or sorry that was the covid short season they lost in the first round to Boston so this is a guy that will consistently get you to the playoffs but his shtick runs a little dry after a while so um, it remains to be seen, but I think that you have to consider that as like, what, what is the effect of this or what is the effect of this coach in the first year? So Dude,
1: the Gallant leaving for Laviolette just seems such like such like a, a Rangers move. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I Disappointing.
1: agree. Disappointing to say the least.
0: Yeah. Okay. Next up. The New Jersey, Jersey Devils.
1: Jersey. Yeah, yeah. I feel like That I feel yeah. like the reason. The reason I'm doing inaudible it Italian because noises. That's the kind of swag that the Devils
0: have. They're just kind of. They're just kind of dirty. Oh my God, man! Just this a team dirty, dirty beat drop. Go ahead. Do it. A, do A it. couple, couple of dirty Devils. Fuck. Um. Okay, so the New Jersey Devils, probably the like most exciting or second most exciting team in the NHL? Is that fair to say? Like when you consider everything every player they have on their roster like top 3 top 3 top 3. Top 3, okay. Okay. I'll go with that. Um yeah, this team did not fire Lindy Ruff and that turned out to be the correct decision. Oh, woof, woof. And what they ended up doing last season was going 52-22 and 8 for 112 points uh and this off season uh, uh, what the hell is his name again? The uh, the G- uh Tom Fitzgerald. Tom Fitzgerald go, Uh, got to work and uh, did not say that last year was good enough. So, what did he do? He brought in Tyler Tafoli from Calgary, Colin Miller from Dallas, Thomas Nosek from Carolina. Uh, and shipping out, uh, he let Ryan Graves walk, Damon Severson, he was able to get an asset for, Mackenzie Blackwood, he let walk, Miles Wood, Thomas Tatar, Jes- Jesper Bokovist, and Igor Sharangovich, which he traded out. Uh for the in the uh, Tyler Toffoli deal and I mean this team is primed for a really really deep run however my x-factor for this team uh, is the uh, the elephant in the room it's a pretty big elephant and its name is goaltending what the hell happens are you actually going to bank on Akira Schmidt and Vitek Vanacek this season that seems like not a great idea um I think this team is going to be in in the in the market for a big 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 name big name trade deadline asset whether that could be somebody like Connor Hellebuck maybe who knows um I think that's going to be kind of an interesting discussion to be had but they did not really get involved with the goaltending musical chairs this off season, so i'm i'm excited to see what they do but this team is amongst one of the most exciting fast and my god their contract situation is a absolute chef's kiss this is how you build a roster because what they have right now is they have absolute flexibility right now and going forward like i'm looking at cap friendly right now and they currently have $1.9 million in cap space. Um, they're not right up against the cap right now because they are allowing young talent to come in and fight for roster spots. And they're also buying low on players. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, that
1: team, that Nico Heischer contract is looking like Leon Dreisaitl, maybe not quite Leon Dreisaitl level, but very, Dude, very good. The very, Jack very good Hughes
0: contract. Yeah. Eight years thing. times $8 million. And this is a, could be a, Perennial heart trophy candidate, mm-hmm. and this is going to be in a league where this salary cap is going to go up pretty significantly over the next few years. So, I mean, as it stands right now, the two highest paid players are Dougie Hamilton and Timo Meyer, and <laughs> those are two really damn good players.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. their uh, Their uh, returns look very, very good on some of these young guys, and like you yeah. said, contract management insane for the Devils. They they're very strong. They're they're yeah. built. They're very, very well built team.
0: Yeah. So, um, miles, who is your X factor? What's your X factor this season for the devils?
1: My X factor for the devils is going to be Timo Meyer and Tofoley, the veteran guys meshing in, in that top six with the younger guys to see, you know, what they're actually going to do in a full course of a season together. Uh, because last year in the playoffs, I don't think Meyer was very good. that fair to say? No.
0: Yeah, he wasn't. No, you're you're right.
1: So clearly the time that he had with this team, with the guys to, you know, transition into something, I think is ultimately why they fell short in the second round is because they didn't have the chemistry that they needed to, to get the most out of their, their big fish, Timo Meyer. And unfortunately I think Tyler Toffoli is a very kind of similar type of player, similar type of position coming into this team. So yeah, you've got two guys and Ettefoley's been around a number of teams in the past few years. I don't think that that speaks very well for him either that he's a guy that teams are f- like it's a really it's it's almost like a purgatory as a player where it's like everybody wants me but nobody nobody wants to keep me. Is um, that fair to say?
0: I agree in a way, but I also think there's been a lot of circumstances that have kind of worked. Um, yeah. I, I don't think that they've worked again. I don't think that they're actually on Tyler Toffoli as a player. Been I gone
1: think... to gone to a team making a run, left mm-hmm. because they got shitty immediately after. Gone to a team to go on a run, left because they got shitty immediately after. It has been the story of his moves the past yeah. few years.
0: I think he's going into a much different situation than those last two, though. No, um, for sure. But I think yeah. the
1: player player type wise, I yeah, think he's he's similar to uh, Timo Meyer. And if it didn't work immediately for Timo Meyer last year, that's going to be your X factor is how they mesh with the team and if they're able to find that chemistry quickly or not.
0: Yeah, I think I think both of them are gonna are, are gonna fit really well. Um, I yeah, I, I I mentioned my X factor already, but um, Miles, do you have a breakout player for the Devils?
1: not really i I think i think their whole team is poised to break out if you can even really call it that because last year they they i would say broke out um i don't think that there's really anybody on this team where i'm like nuts because you kind of expect quite a bit out of all of these guys already so i don't think Uh, that there is really a, a breakout guy for me
0: i think this team is actually going to have uh He's gonna he's gonna fight tooth and nail with Connor Bedard, but I think this team may have the Calder Trophy winner this this season in um, Luke Hughes. Luke Hughes it, came in last season and he was exactly everything you expected, plus more
1: i'm i'm gonna fight back on you for a second there Ooh, okay. the reason why i didn't pick luke hughes is because yeah. i think that's the expectation is that he's going to be a calder candidate that's why i didn't oh. pick oh, him okay. as a breakout it's that's just fair. where it's like yeah
0: even even the young guys i not kind of take a layup here
1: no no and that's yeah. fine i'm not i'm not calling that a layup but that's like that's why i didn't pick him right is because it's just like you look at luke hughes and you're like top three like calder yeah. boy calder baby yeah.
0: Yeah, I think this is a guy that 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 may come in and potentially have like fifty points in this first season because mm-hmm. he's he's really good. Um, the early hype around him is that he's even better than is that he's even better than Quinn. And from what we saw in the playoffs last year, I know that he I know that he got healthy scratched a couple times, but that's just because he's a young guy and they they don't they don't want to put him in and they like they they have to be able to sort of not baptize him by fire. So I think a full a full off season with this is gonna be really, really important. And taking up some of those minutes now that Ryan Graves has left behind is going to be really, really, really exciting. I'm a pumped for Luke Hughes.
1: Yeah, I think he's gonna be a freak. Also, by the way, um Captain Quinn Hughes. Yeah. looks Nuts. De- looks depressed all the time.
0: Did you see the did you see the thing with um the Vancouver Canucks posted like the picture of like all their captains. And it's like all their history of captains.
1: Yeah. And they didn't have uh Messier. Who, they, Yeah. They left out Messi. That's, that's funny.
0: That's sick. That rules.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I think a lot of, he's a, he's a good puck doku. Cause a lot of people forget that he even was in Vancouver.
0: Yeah. Cause he was a fucking garbage captain. Kind of just... like
1: Matt, kind of like Matt Sundin when he went to Vancouver too. Hey, it's just yeah. like, oh, it's like that happened.
0: Why? Why? Why did that happen? Yeah. Um, it, it's it's kind of like Tyler Toffoli on Vancouver. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, um. Anyways, bold prediction for this team. Uh,
1: My, you want me to go?
0: I'll go. My bold prediction okay. is that they solved the goaltending issue, except it's not Connor Hellebuck. Because I'm weirdly kind of sure that Connor Hellebuck is actually going to re-sign on Winnipeg. That feels like a very Connor Hellebuck thing to do. He's going to get way too much money, and Winnipeg is just going to be stuck in mediocrity for another 10 years. I think they're going to trade for John Gibson. I think this is going to be the team that trades for John Gibson.
1: I would like to see Gibson, A, out of the Pacific, and B... In a position where he can and, win hockey games because he's, he's a good goalie.
0: I'm saying that, and I'm kind of talking out both sides of my mouth because I think that there's actually two teams that, they can, that he would go to, and it's actually both of the teams in this division. However... The other team re-signed both of their goaltenders this off so I'm pretty sure it's not going to be them. But this feels like a this feels like a move where Tom Fitzgerald is looking at uh, someone like John Gibson, and then he has like his like crazy analytics stuff, like his like private analytics models, and is like, okay, um, his uh, his high glove save per sixty is like among the most elite in the NHL. I, th- I think that we can get him for like a third round pick. And his his scouting staff will be like, that's a great idea, Tom. I think you should absolutely acquire him. And he wants to get the hell out of Anaheim. And I think it'll be a really nice fit in New Jersey. Yeah. 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 So. Anyway, nice, man. Thank you. That brings us to our last team, Miles.
1: The big the first, fish.
0: The first team in the division.
1: The Carolina Hurricanes, who were 52-21-9 last season, get for 113 points and a third-round exit in the playoffs. In, Dimitri Orlov. In, Tony D'Angelo. In, Michael Bunting. Out, Calvin DeHaan. Out, Shane Gossespierre. Out, Andre Kasha. Out, Max Pacioretty. Out, Paul Stastny. Out, Derek Stepan and I don't want to say the last one because it's too early in the morning to be depressed out. Oh,
0: yes, the RV. No, no, no. He's hoping for a January return to the league no. cuz he's hurt, right? He got hip surgery or something. Yeah, again, double hip surgery again.
1: I feel so fucking bad for that boy. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um Carolina, though, is, uh, they're nasty. They're always, not always nasty, pretty nasty. Uh, keep in mind, they went to the third round last year without Andrei Svechnikov in the lineup because he was hurt. They went to the third round last year without Max Pacioretty because he tore his Achilles after six games. They went to the third round without Jake Gardner, who is just perpetually not in the lineup. Um, like, Carolina, good hockey team. Always a solid hockey team. Played well last year. Um, made some moves this offseason Orlov, i think is like a really nice addition to that decor tony d'angelo coming back um probably for the best because he should not have gone to philly for the money that he did in the first place and i think that he's got a really excuse me a really good safe home in carolina on that power play uh in michael bunting like why though I think I think that's going to be the disappointing addition to this team. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be expecting a lot out of him, and I don't think he's going to live up to it.
0: Carolina are the kings of making just completely perplexing moves, and mm-hmm. you're like, "What the hell are you doing?" But it, for some reason, works. Uh, we also got to mention Caleb Jones as well. Is a Carolina oh, is hurricane. he? He's in in Carolina. Yeah, he left. That's... He left
1: his big brother's kangaroo pouch and went out on his own
0: yeah exactly he signed uh august 10th so it was a little bit of a later signing in the off season. but but yeah that's that's a guy that feels very much like a carolina move like a guy that's like hey these guys have some have some good underlying numbers maybe we can take a swing on them and see what we got here yeah so um yeah anyways you were saying
1: uh my ex-factor for this team because svechnikov had a pretty what did he hurt his knee
0: yeah, I think he's towards ACL.
1: Yeah, it is going to be his bounce back. Like, you look at other sports like basketball and football where the return off of an ACL injury is, like, um, very slow. There's load management, um, high risk of re-injury. Like <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless you're Brees Hall. Unless you're Brees Hall. Careful. Knock on wood I have him in fantasy. Um, but in the NHL, it seems like guys, A, don't tear their ACLs as often, and B, when they do, there's, like – not as much of a drop-off in performance. You think about just the way you skate versus how you run. Mm-hmm. It's it's a different, you know, muscle ligament that doesn't get used the same way. So with an ACL, you're always worried about how they're going to come back. If they're going to come back in the same shape, if they're going to come back in the same, you know, standing that they did before the injury. Um, and that's the reason why I'm listing Svetch as the X factor, just because there's there's the element of the unknown and he's such an important part of that team. He's such a big part of that team. Um, that, that That's why I listed him as my X factor. What do you got?
0: Um I've got what the hell happens with uh with with Brett Pesci. Brett Pesci is a pending unrestricted free agent. They have both Brent Burns and Tony D'Angelo on the roster. They have Dylan Coglin uh, on the bottom pair, which is a guy that I believe played like eighty two game or eighty games for them last oh no, he only played seventeen. He must have got injured. Um but like, this is a, this is a player that they're these, these are, and then they, and then on the left side, they've got, uh, Brady Shea, Dmitri Orlov, uh, Jacob Slavin. Like, are you telling me that Slavin or Orlov are going to be playing bottom pair minutes? I don't know. Um, I think that there's a lot of guys in this team that are, 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 are poised to move around. So I'm wondering, like, what do they do with Brett Pesci? Is he going to be on his way out? Because that was kind of the talk earlier this season was that Carolina is not willing to pay him what he wants. And this is a top pairing defenseman, a really good top pairing defenseman. So are we going to maybe potentially see him move on somewhere? And if that's the case, could he maybe come to the Edmonton Oilers?
1: I don't know. That's a possibility. That'd be yummy.
0: That would be some yummy stuff, but it's also like, there's a bit of a log jam on the right side is, so you brought on Tony D'Angelo, a guy who is, really only good offensively. He's absolutely brutal in his own end. And you've got Brent Burns and Brent Burns had a nice resurgent season last year. He was awesome. And he took over their power play one duties. Like the guy had 61 points last season. He was awesome. He was terrific. So are you going to bump are you going to bump Brent Burns off the power play? Or do you have just Tony D'Angelo running the second unit? Um, I think that there's going to be an interesting discussion to be had around like what the hell they do with this log jam. Cause it's it's kind of interesting. And they also maybe have the best defensive prospect outside of the NHL. And um, what the hell is that guy in the KHL's name? Uh, hurricanes. You,
1: you are going to have to be more specific. <laughs> what, what the hell is that guy in the KHL's name? There's like,
0: the, the hurricane. Well, I said hurricanes prospect. So he's, I
1: know I just I'm yeah. trying to make a joke like
0: <laughs> I'm just being a dick. Let me make, uh, let me be, let me be funny. Oh, um, Alexander Nikishin. Um, So I don't know if you do, do you know about this guy, Miles? No. So he was drafted in 2020 in the third round. Six foot four, two hundred and sixteen pounds, left-handed defenseman, twenty-one years old. Last season in the KHL, had fifty-five points in sixty-five games as a defenseman, and currently has six points in six games playing for SKA Saint Petersburg. SKA, SKA, Ska. Um, This guy's really fucking good. <laughs> so, so I'm good. They have to see. they have excited too to see. many
1: defensemen. They're gonna have to trade us one.
0: I, th- I think so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna give us all, all, all of them, and they also have a bunch of PTOS. I didn't even realize this. Kiefer Bellows, Nathan Boyou, Zach Aston, Reese, Nick Short, and Jaden Palga Hul- 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 Hul-
1: Yeah. Good sass boy.
0: Oh yeah, Emerald Park. Yeah.
1: yeah. You're Five right. foot
0: eight. Sh- Short King stand up.
1: Short King, but had like 130 points in the WHL in his draft year. That rips. Like actually, yeah his his numbers are insane.
0: Yeah, 100, 129 points in seventeen yeah. eighteen.
1: Crazy, crazy, yeah, crazy.
0: That's nuts. Um. Uh, anyways, okay. So what else? Uh, do you have a breakout player from the Carolina Hurricanes?
1: I don't, man. Uh, reason for that being, like you just said about the uncertainty on the back end, like what's gonna happen. Because, again, for uh, for a breakout guy, you want to look at somebody who's in an advantageous position in, like, the top six or top nine or a guy that's going to have sneaky power play opportunities. So, like, don't really know what's going to happen on the defensive side. If you're going to take a, a D-man to come in and be that uh, breakout guy, like, are you going to say Toti D'Angelo? I don't really think you can because uh, you kind of know what you're getting there with him. Uh, forwards, a lot of question marks around what these line combinations are going to be, who's going to make the team. Like there's there's guys like Ryan Suzuki that are on this roster that um, could be fighting for one of those bottom six positions who have the pedigree of being a good player um, that could, you know, instantly make a uh, impact on this roster if they made the team. But again, they're deep. You don't know if they're actually going to make it. So at the risk of not having a gigantic bit of egg on my face, I uh, omitted a breakout player. I think they're just a good team in general. Again, you know what you're getting with them. Very similar to what I said about New Jersey. Call that taking it out if you want, but it is what it is, bro.
0: I think we're finally going to see the like actual, the real breakout of Seth Jarvis because he had 39 points last season, had 40 the year before. Eventually, there has to be something. like the, He has to finally take that next step, and I think that this is the year for it. Um, he's a really good player, really talented, um, skates well, really crafty offensively. I think we're finally going to see it. I think this is the year Seth Jarvis becomes a like 65 point player. So
1: I'd like to see it. I like Seth Jarvis. Good Manitoba boy. I got, I got nothing wrong with that. Uh, did I give you my bowl prediction for Jersey?
0: Uh, I can't remember if he did or not. Actually, the, I, it works out perfect. Oh, I'm just seeing it right now. Yeah, and I don't think he did. So it actually I don't works think out I perfectly
1: because so, my bold prediction bold prediction for the Carolina Hurricanes is that Jersey dethrones Carolina and wins the division, a division that Carolina's dominated in the past few years. But I think that this is you can see they're one point apart last year in the regular season, and and um, I believe that Carolina did get the better of New Jersey in the playoffs, but playoffs aside regular season when all is and done i think the devils are going to be sitting pretty at the top of of the metro
0: i uh i agree with you um i i, I will actually get to our once we're all finished up with this we'll just quickly run over who we uh who we have uh, finishing the division um but i okay. i do agree with you um i my bold prediction is i think not only Brett Pesci will be traded i think Tuvo Terravidin will be traded Pending UFA, really pending UFA. Pending UFA, 5.4 million dollars, they just handed Sebastian Ajo almost 10 million dollars. This team uh, historically does not like to pay players and you just signed Michael Bunting for 3 years. So, I think that there's something to be said about and they still have to re-sign Seth Jarvis. So, what? that's going to be something wrong with me
1: too. Something's wrong with me.
0: <laughs> God, I'm looking at their I'm looking at their cap friendly right now. It looks so weird only Dmitry Orlov, Jacob Slavin and Brent Burns have two more seasons. Everybody else is a pending UFA. Fuck. So yeah, you kind of great won't... cap management. Holy shit.
1: Great cap management, but also like, Hey boys, we got to figure it out this year because uh, if we, if we don't, we're going to blow this whole thing up.
0: I could easily see that one, 1000%. One I could see it.
1: And, and then be in a great position to pick and choose your guys to come back and make some big swings for some, for some other guys too. So, um, Interesting times coming ahead in Carolina.
0: They have a second round pick from. Oh, my God, did they send? Oh, they still have a second round pick from when from when they uh, from when they traded Tony D'Angelo to Philly. That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, well, uh, my bold prediction for the. So, yeah, sorry, I already gave my bold prediction. Yeah, I. I don't know. I just, uh, I think this team is going to be in a really weird position. I think that, to be honest, I think they pass their window. I don't, I don't, I don't think this is it for them. But who knows? Uh, the,
1: the window opens very, very, very seldomly for teams. And yeah. I think New Jersey's window is wide open at the moment. And I think that that forces. Carolina's window to close ever so slightly which is yeah. tough to say because there's I mean say what you will as an Oilers fan with the history with the Hurricanes I I like I like this this rendition of the Carolina Hurricanes team I like I think they're very fun to watch I like a lot of guys on the team I like Brenda Moore as a coach like you yeah. kind of want to cheer for them a little bit but yeah New Jersey's definitely got that that cute baby factor where uh carolina is like the the older child that's grown up a little bit and you don't give it as much attention you're like looking at the new toy the new
0: baby like come
1: here new jersey um
0: on the on the on the quick like top five power rankings is is Moore like the second or third best coach in the nhl probably like you got you got cooper in tampa who's i would say is probably number one is that fair to say
1: uh yeah i mean uh, it's it's a the one two three in the nhl i think is it's different than a few other sports where like carolina or sorry not carolina tampa bay again as their windows closing we'll get to them next yeah. week cooper's still riding the wave of of being a stud but i think mm-hmm. you'll see his his downfall as like a coach rankings Ooh. coming up here
0: interesting it so sounds like a little it sounds like an early little tease
1: a little bit of tease but yeah I, I don't know i think like well who who's your one two like um cooper brindamore and
0: probably go cooper brindamore bednar or er, no no i would go cooper brindamore um cassidy
1: okay yeah yeah Br- brucey doesn't get enough love
0: yeah i mean i think that i th- i I think cassidy proved it all this season mm-hmm. like yeah. he was awesome and mm-hmm. he was historically been very successful with the Bruins. so yeah i uh i'm yeah, really I glad th- you didn't say sheldon
1: keefe <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I thought you'd say Sheldon Keith, but I'm just glad you didn't.
0: Uh, Jay Woodcroft is the best coach in the league, so let's uh, let's not get it twisted.
1: I think if you asked us that last year, immediate like a month after his hiring, we would have had him top three, probably. Yeah, because we're Cause...
0: fucking insane
1: ridiculous homers yeah. so nolan we've gotten a few new a few new listeners in the past a little bit here especially with joining yeah. the hockey podcast network and um just you know the, the pod growing a little bit so people who might be listening to us for the first time are probably like wow they sound really level-headed they sound like guys that have very strong opinions some <laughs> of them are good some of them are bad but they haven't heard us talk about the oilers yet so you you don't know one for one podcast until you've heard us wax poetically for 45 minutes about Cody CC. you're not going
0: to get that from me this season, yeah, I'm sorry. You're <laughs> not
1: going to get that. Okay, um NFL <laughs> football starts in 10 minutes. We got to yes. keep we got to keep this thing on track here. Um standing prediction. Do you want to go <laughs> one for one starting at the bottom of the roster and and or, uh bottom of the division and move up?
0: Sure, let's do it. Okay, number 8. I've got the Flyers.
1: I've got the flyers. Sick. Uh sounds number... sounds good.
0: Yes, that sounds good. Bad team. Uh number 7, I've got the I've I've got the Washington Capitals. I got the Jackets. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Number 6, I've got the New York Islanders.
1: Number 6, I got the Caps.
0: Okay. Number 5, I've got the Blue Jackets.
1: Number 5, I've got the Islanders.
0: Okay. Number 4, I've got the Rangers.
1: Number 4, I got the Penguins.
0: Okay. Sorry, I'm just writing all these down. Number three, I've got the Penguins.
1: Number three, I've got the Rangers.
0: Okay, I think we've got the same two and one. Uh, two, I've got Hurricanes. One, I've got Devils.
1: Two, I've got Hurricanes. One, I got Devils. Okay, so pretty consistent.
0: Yeah, we. It's it's like we it's like we watch hockey.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> don't say that about me because I <laughs> I don't watch hockey. I scream at the TV and drink beer,
0: <laughs> um, like a man. Okay so just a so just a quick uh just a quick run through from, from 1 to 8 for me I've got Devils Hurricanes Penguins Rangers Blue Jackets Islanders Capitals Flyers
1: Devils Canes Rangers Penguins Islanders Caps Jackets Flyers
0: Okay Sorry, I just wanted to write these down if we make a graphic. Um, oh,
1: oh, best believe there will be graphics.
0: <laughs> there will be some good graphics this season. Um, I think we're going to... I would really like if we can... Uh, this year, if we can do a little bit more uh, hashtag content. So I think uh, we're going to try and get some more clips and stuff like that this season. You know, just to spruce everything up. Anyways, Miles... Call
1: us, call us Spruce Cassidy because I'm making... <laughs> I'm making graphics.
0: Um, Miles, like you said, NFL football starts in eight minutes now. How about we close it out and get back to this? You might you might be a little bit rusty. Let's see how it goes.
1: I might be a little bit rusty, but here's the thing about being a professional. You know, you've just got to uh, battle through it. And when you get thrown into the fire, you, you either cook or cook or swim. So uh, here we go. Thank you for tuning in to Season 4, Episode 1 of the 1for1 Podcast. We've got a big Sunday of NFL football and hockey coming up quick. Game plan here is to get our division previews out to you uh, one week after each other. Lots of big news in the 1for1 sphere. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all the support. And as always,
0: let's go Oilers. Let's go Oilers. We're changing it up this year. Let's go Oilers. I don't like that.